Welcome to Tea for Lunch, the weekly show powered by Arcade Studios. Each week, we'll serve up the top stories we're following on social media, entertainment, celebrity, and tech in 15 minutes or less. You can catch us live on Instagram Wednesdays at about 12.30 Mountain Standard Time or on all podcast providers and on YouTube every Thursday. And today, we're your hosts, Mitzi and... McKenna. Yeah. Glad to have you here. So how's your week going? It's good. It's a good week. We get to celebrate with our Halloween chalices this yes, week. We're no tea. In spooky season. If you're listening to this podcast and not watching it, we have these like Halloween cauldrons. Um, we're just getting in the in the spirit. In the spirit. Yeah. This Thursday, actually tomorrow, we have our second annual arcade Halloween happy hour, which is a big deal because last year was the first time we've ever did like a Halloween thing for our team where people actually like dressed up and wore costumes and we had a prize and it was really fun. And then this year our team's much bigger and we're going to do it again. And people are going all out. I think. I think so. It's the first time I've ever planned a Halloween costume ahead of time. Not like the day of. So I'm excited. And I put like a little hint on my Instagram story the other day. And a lot of people here were like, Ooh, what are you doing? I can't figure it out. So I'm excited to see how it turns out. I really, I gotta put my makeup skills to the test. Oh though. my gosh, yours involves makeup. I could bit. never. I bit. could never do a makeup like a, a costume that requires good makeup because that would be really tough. Ours, so mine for the first year ever since I've known Mike, he's agreed to dress up for Halloween. So it's been seven years that I've been trying to convince him to do a couple's costume with me, and this year's the year that he's decided to do it. So we have been really trying hard to find a costume that he's like okay with doing. Couples costumes are actually really hard. They're hard. And you have to take into account like your natural look so Mm -hmm. to make it like worth your while. So a few couples costumes that we're not going to do. One that we were talking about was doing like he would be Ted Lasso and I could be like a coach or like an assistant coach. But then that would require him to like shave his beard which like I think our daughter would be traumatized and (laughs) I would be traumatized. So we're not doing that. A second one we talked about too was doing like Mac Miller and Ariana Grande but um, I'm not ready to look like Ariana Grande right now. I'm still a few weeks postpartum. And then he's, we also felt like it might not be appropriate to dress up as someone who's passed away tragically. Mm-hmm. And then our third one we were going to do is Mario and Luigi. But I just feel like that's too predictable and not pop cultural enough. Another one we actually talked about, which he was not, he's not okay with, was doing Sean Evans, who's a host of Hot Ones and a Hot Wing. So I would be a Hot Wing. <laughs> He would be Sean Evans, but then he'd have to get a bald cap. And he that was that's his like cardinal like biggest fear is balding. And a lot of men are like actually have a lot of phobia yep. around that. So he's like, I can't dance with the devil. Like I I couldn't do that and like see myself as like a bald person. So no shade to Sean Evans, because I think he's an incredible person, an excellent interviewer. But um yeah, so we're not doing that. I love the hot ones one. I wish I thought of that. I know. I'm so bummed that we're not doing it, but I got to respect his wishes because I would be so happy to be dressed up as a hot wing. Like in that like a big giant like hot wing that you just like put over yourself. I'm already predicting how like girls are going to be like a sexy hot wing. Just Oh, I would not be sexy. I am not the (laughs) type of girl. Just a chicken wing. (laughs) Yeah, that is not my vibe at all. Um, But yeah, so our actual costume will be very disappointing because it's so like – easy and low maintenance, but at least we had the ideas, you know? At least it's a couple's costume. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah, exactly. You got them for that, so. 
Um, but this week is really fun. We also, as a team, got to go to our first ever like exclusive shopping night at Cotton, which just opened up down the street. So I thought it was super cute and so fun that we were all there yeah. after hours trying on clothes, showing each other our outfits. And I'm actually wearing a Cotton sweater. So shout out to them. If you're watching on this on YouTube uh, or live, you're welcome. This is my sweater. <laughs> you're really welcome. cute. Um, and if you're listening to this, you're missed out. So you should go and check it out on our podcasts or on our YouTube. It is so funny to me that we were all like, who's buying what? What can we not? There's already a couple of us that dress or like pretty similarly. Um, me and Drew, for example, we've shown up to work <laughs> no. in the exact same outfit multiple times. So much I think fun. it was so cute and it was so fun. So thank you, Cotton, for having us. And hopefully we'll get to do more of that. Yes. We still got to do like a little fashion show at work. Yeah. I think we should do a Cotton, a post shop fashion TikTok. Yes. For sure. This is fall 2022 line. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we'll, just be, we'll just model for yeah, them. Exactly. Going forward. Anyways, we got some pretty good stories. Should we jump in? Yeah. Let's kick off with our first story of the day. Instagram has some updates, but before you freak out that, again, more updates, they're actually pretty good this time. So Yeah, I'm happy with these. Yeah, we've relied on third-party apps for scheduling for years, and they are finally testing out in-app scheduling features. Social media managers everywhere are overjoyed. <laughs> we'll see. They're testing the scheduling for posts and reels. Instagram has not announced future plans for scheduling or when it'll be available to users. Um yeah, scheduling. That's a huge one. Actually, I was thinking about like, what are all those companies going to do once this gets rolled out to everyone? There's like literal companies of people that work there. Duh, that's what a company is. But there's companies <laughs> that exist to allow you to schedule posts. So yeah. what are they going to do? It's going to be an interesting shift yeah. for sure if they can allow more features or if Instagram and, and Meta as a whole will cooperate with these third-party providers. I also think if... Instagram could have done it sooner, they would have. Yeah, you know, like. I don't know why it took them so long to do that. And I actually think that they should make that a paid feature for businesses so they can get a bit of revenue from that and not just rely solely on advertising. Yeah, I think that would, that'll be interesting. Maybe Adam's watching and he'll get an idea. Free idea for you. <laughs> um, the other update, they've changed some of their security settings. Um, updates to nudges, which allow you to take a break when comments or DMs are getting a little bit heated. Um, you can also block accounts based on any accounts that the user currently has. If you've blocked someone in the past, you might've seen that it's like um, block them and future accounts they may create. Now it'll be that plus other accounts they may already have. Um, and there, Adam is saying that this might help with scam accounts for things like Instagram giveaways um, and the fake accounts that we see pop up around those to uh, imitate other businesses. I love that. I think it's like such a great feature. We should have done that like years ago, but I'm not going to complain because it's a great feature to have. And I love that you can like literally like follow people and the accounts that they create. And I, I think you can only make like five accounts on Instagram. So you got to be really dedicated if you're getting blocked and you're creating more than five accounts. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, and the last thing they made improvements to is hidden words. Um, yeah, kind of just follows under that same security feature to make improvements. Another one that's just like finally. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Instagram. Good Slow job. clap for you. I like it. Um, next story we have, uh, we cannot not talk about this. Adidas has cut ties with Ye, uh, also known as Kanye, um, by, and they're absorbing a $247 million profit hit in 
as they're doing this. So after a rash of offensive behavior, I think we've all seen what he's talked about. Um, Adidas has ended their partnership with Gay. The move will lead to a $247 million hit to their earnings, having immediate effect on the company's shares. By terminating the partnership, Adidas will end production of all Yeezy-branded products and stop payments to Ye and his company. The decision has come, obviously, at a huge price. So the Yeezy line of sneakers account for almost half of Adidas's profits, according to estimates from analysts. And Adidas joins Gap and Balenciaga this week in severing ties with Ye. Anna Winter has also cut ties with Ye and Vogue. So lots going on. Uh, with Kanye and his, you know, the backlash from his comments that he made um, in the last two weeks, I think. Um, so I think we all have seen it. So we don't need to really talk about it here. But I think it's such an, a like huge deal in our culture that like Adidas is doing this, especially considering that half of their profits are coming from the Yeezy line of like clothing and shoes. Um, definitely like not probably not an easy decision to make. I assume there'd be lots of people had to be involved in that decision, but I think it's a, a really commendable move. Um, I do want to speak to some people who maybe are overseeing a brand account. And sometimes when things like this happen and it kind of takes over the narrative on social media, especially around, you know, human rights and things like that, it, we all kind of, feel like we need to speak up and say something about it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I have also seen some brands who started talking about how they're severing their relationships or their ties to Kanye and his products as well. And some of these companies have like literally no actual business relationships with Kanye. They're just kind of like also just using an opportunity to say where they stand. And that's not necessarily bad, but I do want to encourage you, unless you have actual business relationship with Kanye, we don't, you don't need to publicly talk about how you're severing his relationships with him. Like, I don't think it's as effective if you're not, you know, Balenciaga, Adidas, or Gap. Like, those are like, you know, anyone who's actually having business with him. So, I do remember like if there have been a few moments in the past where small businesses especially feel like they have to comment and have to come out of the woodwork and say where they stand. And I don't think this is one of those instances. I think instead our collective energy could go towards how we support you know, Jewish people in our communities already. And there's so many organizations that are already highlighting the anti-Semitism that happens every single day. So I think it's like supporting those accounts or supporting them through monetary donations or things like that. I think that's a better use of our energy. And it's really easy to like virtue signal on social media. And I just want to get to a place where we can like be a kind of evolve from that a little bit. And instead of just like posting something about it, actually like putting our energies in other places. I think it's really easy as in the social media world to see a lot of uh, businesses or accounts or brands posting about something and feel like, oh, everyone else is posting about this. I need to have a stance. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, it goes back to sort of the BLM early days of that movement where do we need to speak on this? Like, do we have a direct connection, like you were saying, or mm -hmm. is it virtue signaling? Are we making an impact? Do we, do we need to speak here? Um, yeah. Or just yeah. like considering like what is actual like change 
like, what can you actually do instead of just posting something? Because I think that's what all these communities want. And awareness around, like, anti-Semitism, um, although it's, like, really sad and, like, hard to see because, like, Kanye is a cultural, like, like influencer he's the problem with his comments is that he's like enabling more it's not more of this sentiment it's like more highlighting what already exists and what's already out there that people weren't maybe aware of so in that sense like you know it's good for us to have that awareness that this exists out in our world and our communities and there's like terrible things that happen to jews all over the world because of people who have these beliefs so i don't think that's a bad thing but i do think that like just Channeling our energy to be on a social media post is what it, I think is the best way to move on this. Exactly. I agree. Anyways, next story <laughs> here on a lighter note. On a lighter note, there is a new social media app and it has dethroned TikTok and Be Real amongst high schoolers. And it's surprisingly not toxic. The app is called Gas and it's an anonymous app for high schoolers. It's currently ranked number one in the app store. And gas comes from the term gassing someone up if you're not Gen Z <laughs> and need a definition there. Um, so it's sort of the slang for giving someone a compliment or hyping them up. Um, yeah. So essentially how it works, after you sync up your location and context in the app, users can anonymously vote for their friends in a round of polls that refresh every hour. The prompts um, range from friendly to flirtatious. Uh, and if you win the poll, a flame will get sent to your inbox. This is unlike previous anonymous style apps um, in that you cannot directly message someone. Um, apps like Ask FM have that feature. The app's creators say it was intentionally designed in order to create a place that makes us feel better about ourselves and show users that people that there are people who love and admire you. So far, they have a million daily active users, and their founder has said that they are getting about 30,000 users per hour. What's interesting about that is it's actually only available in 12 U.S. states, and they're planning to go nationwide in the U.S. soon. Sorry, Canada. We're always last to these things. Um, yeah, it's interesting. What are your thoughts? I literally – I want this app. Like, I wish I could use it as an adult – but at the same time, like if we're syncing my contacts, it'd be like my former boss, like <laughs> my employees, like it would be a mishmash of like friends and acquaintances and like family. So it would be a little odd, but I feel like it'd be really fun to be on the like receiving end of like a flame. So if you, if you are the person that people vote for, so say you get the prompt and it's like, who has the best hair and they all vote for you, you'd get like a little flame and like little validation from that. So that could, that is really appealing to me. I find it interesting that they say it's like not toxic, but it's all about like surface level validation. Well, it, I wonder if they have other questions. Like we were joking before we started recording of like, what if there could be like an EQ version of this of like, who has the best self-awareness or like who has like, I don't know, like whatever. Yeah. It could be like a, a step deeper. I feel like there needs to be like an adult version. Like this is targeted to high schoolers and there needs to be like a grown up right. sense of like, it's getting a little deeper. Yeah. Like, if if they're like who I don't know I don't even I don't know, know what you'd ask <laughs> like who has like their priorities straight who's a good terms- active listener oh yes that's Things a like good that one. like who's the best active listener who's I guess there are games like this though they're like card games that you can play with. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting about this app is that it's such a data grab because literally you have to sync your um, contacts and then also share your location. So 
who knows what they're going to do with that data. But that's really interesting that Gen Z, this like app is becoming so popular with them because my perception was that Gen Z was a, a bit more like anxious about data sharing and yeah. like sharing their data with other apps. So I'm interested to see. I bet it'll be like six months before it comes to Canada. Yeah, it'll if be not a while. longer. So exactly. I won't hold my breath on that one. But nice. Well, thanks for joining us. Those are our three stories for the day. Now that we've wet your palate, go eat something more substantial. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.